Hey, shalom, shalom, family. Baruch Atah. Blessings, blessings. Welcome back to the Daily Bread Podcast, where we read the word of Yahuwah daily. Daily Bread Podcast presented to you by Living for Yahuwah Ministries. I'm your host, Dalai Yahoo, here alongside my talented wife. Chafatsiba. Hallelujah. So today, we're here to read another chapter, you guys. I'm pretty sure that's why you're here. And uh, today we're reading Genesis with Better Sheet, uh, chapter 25. So we just continuing to comb through the book. It's, um, it's no short of um, no shortage of um, suspense and, and entertainment and learning and uh, just it's packed with information. So we're glad you guys are joining us to you know read the word so we can edify you here. And uh, get take some nuggets out for our own life, you know, some things we can learn from. So glad you guys are here. Welcome back. And uh, yeah, let's get into the chapter. We're gonna first open up in a short prayer, um, and then we read. Barukata Yahuwah Alehinu Hamalat Ulam, our Father who is in the heavens. Permit your name to be set apart. <clears throat> Permit your reign to come. Permit your desire to be done on earth as it is in heaven. So important. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us for our sins and our trespasses against your Torah and your commands as we forgive our dead doors. Allow us not to be led into trial, but save us and deliver us from the wicked one. For yours is the reign, the power, and the esteem now and forever. Uh, these things and more we pray in the name of our Mashiach and Sovereign, Yahusha. Halal Yahuwah. Halal Yahuwah. Tudah Yahuwah. Tudah Yahuwah. Yabadakat Yahuwah. Yabadakat Yahuwah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, man, family, turn me up in the headphones. I know what time it is. Another chaplain. Daily bread. Okay, verse 25. Chapter 25. Verse 1. So Abraham took another wife whose name was Keturah. She bore him Zemran, Yakshan, Madan, Median, Yishbak, and Shua. And Yakshan's father. Shabbat and Dadan. The sons of Dadan were Asherim, Letushim, and Lemuim. And I think this is, is relevant, family. A lot of people skip over this genealogy. And um, it's not noted much. Uh, and just people talking about Abraham and his children. But I remember we did a study about um, who was Midian, who was the prince of Midian, because we know. Well, I guess I don't know. Most people know. Some people know. I might spoil it for some people, but most it's commonly known fact that when the children of Yashra came out of Masarim, Moses had went to Midian. He killed the he killed the Egyptian, and then he fled from Pharaoh, and he went to Midian, and then he met the girls at the well, and he took them to Jethro, his father, and the father was a priest of Midian, it says, and um, 
you know, at some point, you know, at one point in time, we had just a little short study about who was this priest of Midian, because he actually prayed and intercessed on, on behalf of the children of Yasharal when they came out of um, Egypt and gave Moses advice, and he was like an elder, and it said he was like a priest of Elohim somewhere, or it said he was like a priest of Yahuwah, something like that. And he was a priest, and uh, we did a study on that, just talking about who was Midian. But it's interesting to find out Midian is a nation from Abrahamic nation. So we know that um, basically it just shows that you know all of Abraham's children, so to speak, understood Elohim. Obviously, we already read how Yahuwah told Abraham specifically, Yitshak will you, the covenant be. I'm gonna call him, uh, to perform my covenant. My covenant gonna be called through him. But you know, it's, it just shows us how the knowledge of after the flood, you know, and with the righteous line of people Yahuwah had chosen at that, at that point already through Noah, that the righteousness, the knowledge of Yahuwah and his righteousness in the earth was there, you know, because even coming out of Egypt, you know, people knew Yahuwah, it even tell us that, and um, judges and things like that, like other nations, like, nah, we already know y'all, we heard about what Yahuwah did, put y'all out of Egypt, and he killed them people, like, it's crazy when you hear, like, the third person um, dialogue, you know, and that's the thing the scriptures give you. It's not all Yahuwah said, Yahuwah said. It's some of what the children of Yasharal said back. It's some of what the other nations said back. You know, the dialogue and the exchanges is worth so much because it gives you so much context into how people saw each other, how they saw Yasharal, how they saw Yahuwah. So all this stuff is important context. We just want to point out. So Midian, um, one of the nations from Abraham as well, just like Yasharal was, just like the Ishmaelites were the children of Ishmael, so so much uh, context again. In and that's the just the name three. So that's just the, right. There's <laughs> so many more. And that's why his name Abraham. You see, right. he father of many nations. Period. Right. So we know Abraham was a friend of Elohim. Exactly. So by extension, he told his children properly. He commanded his house properly. So we know that th these rules and regulations, these commandments, these uh, this uh, heritage, this. Uh, <clears throat> what else do you call it the culture was um in the earth you know but that's like the bare minimum you know what i'm saying the, what, what, what they was doing is the bare minimum but the the, the famous one the one that was going to go out to, to change the world was coming through one yeah all right yeah all right that's exactly yeah so Midian always when i see that name is always very familiar and um Uh-huh, so verse four. The sons of Midian were Apah, Afar, Hanak, Abida, Alda. All these were the children of Katur. Interesting. Verse five though. Abraham gave all he had to Yitzchak, Yitzchak and or Isaac. Verse six. But to the sons of his concubines, Abraham gave gifts. And while he was still living, he sent them away from his son, Isaac, Yitzhak, eastward to the east country, which make a lot of sense. Again, having understand the geographical location, he sent them eastward. If you was in the peninsula, south, and oh, it was east. There was no east. Like, you had to be in the center of the earth. You know, you had mm -hmm. to, you got to understand geography as well. Mm -hmm. Well, he sent them eastward. And to this day, Midian was east. When Moses left Egypt, 
he went like east. He went out of Egypt, you know. He went he landed in Midian, and then other brothers and sisters, but they went more east, you know. Um, uh, ideally, you know, mm -hmm. theoretically, but you gotta have the concept of direction to understand where he at. He not in, it said he went up out of Egypt to South Africa. No, he's not in South Africa right now. <laughs> Very important. Verse seven. These are the days of the years of Abraham's life. 175 years. Abraham breathed his last and died in a good old age. An old man and full of years and was gathered to his people. Yatsakak or Isaac and Ishmael. Ishmael, his sons, bury him in the cave of Machpelah, in the field of Aphron, the son of Zohar the Hittite, east of Mamre. The field. I think that's interesting to note that um, Yitzhak and Ishmael had a relationship. Yeah, for even sure. Even though Ishmael at least 12 years older than him. Mm hmm. Very um, interesting. But yeah, them two sons, they buried him. Not None of the other sons he had. Just them two, the first two. So. Right, and right, by right. extension, you can see that even probably their 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 lifestyles were similar, maybe. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, they definitely knew each other. They say that you know when they say he say I'ma told chapter twenty two when you told him to offer it sack up. Uh huh. And he said he he came he came the the way with his young man and mm -hmm. he told the young man to stay here. We coming back. Mm -hmm. I think that was some scripture that was saying your shack was there. You know what I'm saying? He, I mean, uh, Ishmael. Ishmael was there. Um, one of the people that went with him. But he told him, him and the servant to stay. Something like that. Um, I think he mentioned that in the book of Joshua or something. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I think I remember. What verse we on? Verse 10? No. Nine. Nine. So, Isaac and Ishmael, his sons, buried him in the cave of Machpelah in the field of Aphron, the son of Zohar, the Hittite, east of Memory. The field that Abraham purchased from the Hittites. There Abraham was buried with Sarah, his wife. Verse 11. After the death of Abraham, Elohim, Baruch, Isaac, his son, and Isaac settled in Ba'ar la Haroi. These are the generations of Ishmael. Abraham's son, whom Hagar, the Egyptian, Sarah's servant, bore to Abraham. I'm telling you, it's a crazy, it's a interesting story all the descriptions mm -hmm. Ishmael Abraham's son who Hagar the Egyptian Sarah's servant boy <laughs> interesting because you can't reverse that she still belonged to Sarah right right it's just you always gonna remember like how how we got you mm -hmm. verse 13 these are the names of the sons of Ishmael name in the order of their birth Nabaoit the firstborn of Ishmael and Kadar and Ad Baal Mibasam, uh, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Hadad, Tama, Yatur, Napish, Nafish, and Kadama. These are the sons of Ishmael, and these are their names by their villages and by their encampments. Twelve princes according to their tribes. Very interesting. You raised them up. These are the years of the life of Yeshmael or Ishmael, 137 years. He breathed. He breathed. He breathed his last and died, and was gathered to his people. They settled from Havilah to Shur, which is opposite Mount in the direction of Assyria. He settled over against all his kinsmen. 
These are the generations of Yitzhak, Abraham's son, Abraham's father, Yitzhak. And Yitzhak was 40 years old when he took Rebekah. Right. So you see last chapter, you know, he got a wife, but now that's an important time in his life. So now he's giving just the backstory up until mm -hmm. his up until that point. And now he's gonna start his genealogy. Mm -hmm. It kind of fading off from telling about Abraham now, and it's gonna shift to talking about Isaac now. And uh, you know, it's always interesting. And we read that too, with the genealogy of like the flood, it came up to the flood, and even after the flood, it was like, you know, Methuselah was six hundred years and he he was like 40 years and he fought his first son then he mm -hmm. lived 500 years after that and they tell you how old you was when you had your first son then how long you lived after that right so it's very interesting how they look at it you know right. in the scriptures way and i think it's interesting that even even with them living a long a long time they didn't hurry to take a wife either so it, you 30 40 you know you was at a certain age before you was considered ready maybe that's what made you live longer <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna wait before i take a wife Cause even though like, like uh, it said he, you know, he coming from a rich, a rich household, so it wasn't like he had to get it from the bottom, like we say. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. he didn't have to really wait. But um, as far as riches and things were concerned, because even the bar price and the, and the jewelry and all the stuff that they gave as gifts didn't come from him specifically. It came from his household, you know, from his father. But um. You know, his father still didn't consider him ready until I guess he was mature as a man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> verse 20. And Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebecca. It's very interesting. 40. The daughter of Bathuar, the Aramean of Padan Aram, the sister of Laban, the Aramean, to be his wife. Interesting, they call them Arameans. It's kind of just tell us all our history because Abraham was an Aramean. They tell mm -hmm. us that in Ezekiel mm -hmm. chapter 16, mm -hmm. where they say it's like a not a poem, but it's like a little parable. It was like, you know, my father was a wandering Aramean, mm -hmm. and nobody like took us in. We was like, it described Egypt, like, I mean, Yasharal, like a baby that somebody threw out, mm -hmm. and you who right, right, right. came and got it. But it said, it said, my father was a wandering Aramean. So it's just very interesting. You know, we. Everybody probably call themselves a Hebrew today, <laughs> but just know, say my father was a wandering Arab man. So, just show you again, we all from that crazy with civilization, the Fertile Crescent, the place where civil, society, civilization started, and it it tell us like it, it, it alluded to Babylon was the first, and this this great city and all this, these things is like a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a matter of fact. Verse twenty one. And yet Shaq prayed to Yahuwah for his wife because she was barren. And Yahuwah granted his prayer and Rebekah his wife conceived. The children struggled together within her and she said, If it is thus, why is this happening to me? It is the most important part of this chapter 22 because I remember, always remember this. Her saying that and it's always important saying, If it's supposed to be, why is it happening to me? And I think everybody be feeling like that at some point. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm going through this. You who are with me. Right, right, right. If, you, if, if, he with me, if he with me, I'm not supposed to feel no pain. Nothing's right. supposed to ever be wrong. Right. How could it? <laughs> How can I have this pain? This is hard. Come on, man. This is a Elohim, really. The, verse 22. The children struggled together within her. She said, if it, if it is thus, why is this happening to me? 
So she went in, she went to inquire of Yahuwah. Verse 23. And Yahuwah said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. And two people from within you will be divided. The one will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. So, again, this whole exchange after just seeing Abraham taking all these wives and having all these children, so to speak, especially Ishmael himself become a nation of 12 by itself. But, you know, what, what uh, Isaac, Ishmael, and his wife, you know, it's a struggle, and they're having a whole different situation. She's going to have one set of children, and it's like they're going to be against each other like another Cain and Abel situation. You know what I'm saying? Just very interesting dynamic from having a lot of kids to like having one extremely special child. You know what I'm saying? It's very mm -hmm. interesting. So, um, the, the older will serve the younger. Verse 24. When her days to give birth were completed, behold, there were twins in her womb. The first came out red, all his body like a hairy cloak. So they called his name Esau or Ashu. Afterward, his brother came out with his hand holding a shoe's heel. So his name was called Yah Akab. They called Jacob. But literally Akab in Hebrew is ankle or heel. Mm -hmm. And it's like hand to heel. Akab, Akab. Right, so Yah Akab. Hand, Yah, heel, Akab. Mm -hmm. Yah Akab. Literally. literally, very, this is very, very literally, like hand heel. His name was his hand was on the man heel. Like it's crazy. But you know, we like that, you know. Very much like that. That's Hebrew all the way. We name name nickname people spot. Yeah. Little Black. ugly. Yeah. I mean picture the the, the first time was that he laughed. Yes yes cock man, he laughed. Mm -hmm. And and y'all called me hand heel. Hand is on his heel. Like that's crazy. Yisakot was 60 years old when she bore them. So it took 20 years for him to have that baby. If you do the quick math, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Trying for 20 years, imagine that. And it just skipped past it like it's a footnote, but, but it's important to understand. But also, just like on some subtle stuff, like it took 20 years, but he didn't say, forget this, I'm going to get somebody else. Mm -hmm. When the boys grew up, Ashu or Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. While Jacob or Yaakov, Yaakov, was a quiet man, dwelling in tents. Gotta be a quiet man. Once when Jacob was cooking stew, Esau came in from the field and he was exhausted. Oh, shoot. So Esau said to Jacob, let me eat some of that red stew for I am exhausted. I'm exhausted. Therefore, his name was called Edom. Or Adam, Adam, Adam for red in Hebrew. So Jacob said, "Sell me your birthright now." Jacob was not playing; he hit him off the rip, man. He was quiet, waiting for that opportunity. Give me what you got, man. What you gonna give me? You know how her brothers give me what you got for a poor child. What really? <laughs> That's a song. Yeah, I heard that before. I never heard that. But it's interesting. You know how people are. It's like you know, you want me to give you something? What you gonna give me? <laughs> what can you give me? Give me your birthright then. 32. Esau said, I am about to die. Of what use is a birthright to me? Very interesting. I always like to point out that this is interesting because it was intangible. But they understood like it had some significance. Like, what use is it to me? You can't even see it. It ain't like he had a certificate and sign on the dollar line. 
it's just like, all right, you the whatever. You you can have the birthright. And that's why you gotta be careful with your words. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very interesting. Cause it still apply. Mm. Verse thirty-three. So Jacob, Yaakov, hand heel said, "Swear to me now." So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. And to to to, to think that he was just he's being Germanic, you Who? know. Esau, mm. he been dramatic because he like I'm finna die. Mm. I'm so hungry. I'm I'm dying. I'm Who know? Die. We wasn't there. I don't know. That's what he said. Him. He said I'm I'm hungry. I'm exhausted. Give me some. Give me what you got. I'm hungry. And he's just like fine. You know I'll feed you. It's not a problem. Just send me a birthright. Like, I'm finna die. I'm so hungry. Like I'm finna die anyway. Yeah. I mean we were. I don't know. Maybe one from that. From what? That man said he's exhausted. He don't know what he was doing. <laughs> and everything happened for a reason, man. That's what the scripture said. You gotta let it be. <laughs> Verse 34. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew. So he had lentil stew. Bread and pottage and lentil stew. And he ate and drank and rose and went his way. Thus. Esau despised his birthright. Very interesting. And um, yeah, birthrights. We we come to learn and find out more later. Like it was very important thing. Birthright is very important. It just have this uh, huge significance in our blessings from Yahuwah, I guess. But you know, I think that's a big lesson. I think people still don't understand birthrights and stuff like that. Like. In our families and stuff like that, most family, African American, Hebrew family, like it's not taught like that. Like, well, everybody gets something or not, but it's like, I mean, I guess it's like that. Even though obviously the oldest one got more, right? Oldest one get the, the, the juicier stuff, the bigger stuff, the juicier stuff, or they the one get to give everybody else their stuff. Figuratively, after the parents die, the eldest one gonna handle the affairs most of the time. But it's just a lesson in uh, inheritances, you know, and just heritages. Birthright is that again that stuff is intangible words. So it sound it can it can fly past you, but I guess you know scripture showing that this stuff is important. It's worth more than the bowl of soup That's definitely the point. It's worth more than the bowl of soup. So yeah, man, it's very interesting. Um so hey, appreciate you guys for reading with us, walking but, with us. Go but ahead. also you can you can you'll see later as we continue to read that um, you know, once he you know, he didn't eat, he didn't drink, he didn't rose up, he he backed himself, he good. So when he started seeing the consequences of what he did, he think that he can just reverse it, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh well, I didn't mean it, you know what I'm saying? And it don't work like that. So yeah. it's a big lesson and, and That's a good point too. And um watching what you say, cause some stuff you just gonna have to eat. Right. And not, not only that if you got if you know it's not only that he said it. He said it. You could be playing. You could say he said swear. He made him swear. Then he swore, and that just again understanding the swearing is the oath. It's a seven. Maybe made him say it seven times. I don't know, but it's like it's it's a process of sealing it. And uh, they understood that again. We just read that Abraham and the the the, the well of the sevenfold oath. He gave the man seven lambs, and they swore by this, and it's a witness, and all these things. It's definitely a process, but. It's, Scripture defined, it's important we understand it for sure. So, 
Shalom, shalom, family, man. Thank you for reading with us, and we'll see you guys in the next chapter. Shalom. Shalom.